Centimetre Perfect. Hello and welcome to the Centimetre Perfect podcast. My name is Joseph Bianco and joining me as always, Kirillos Scala and Christian Brzezzi. And in spirit, Julian Zakari. Boys, how are we? Good, how are we going? How are you? Yeah, not bad. Yeah, not bad, Kiri. Yeah, nah, boys. What do we think about this uh, upcoming trade period? It's it's uh, definitely um it's gonna be a big one. Yeah. Moving around. Definitely. Yeah, it's gonna be a big one. It's, it's just started to heat up on uh, Friday with the opening trade. Um, Rory Atkins joined the Gold Coast Suns on a four-year deal, I believe, with a trigger. For a fifth year, um, Adelaide receives as compensation. Pick number 36, what do we think about it? Um, yeah, it was a bit of a... I don't know, I find it a bit weird with the the pick returns and that because yeah. Isaac Smith, I think, was pick 42. Yeah. Or pick, pick 43. and uh, 42, yeah. Yeah, something like that. And Yeah, I mean, it's probably fair, but... <laughs> I don't know. I think Isaac Smith's a better player than Atkins. So yeah, yeah. I don't know. Well, well, boys. I'll just put it to perspective real quick. The the way the picks, the way the uh, comp pick is determined, is based off the age of the player and the future contract he'll be receiving from the club. So in the sense of say at uh, not Atkins, um, Isaac Smith, who's nearing his thirties or in his thirties. Being at that age and then getting maybe a one or two year deal from from Geelong only would uh, only give him only give him like an end of round two or or a uh, mid round two pick is, is yeah. that's how it's calculated for for these uh for these compo picks. Yep, I don't really like the compensation picks in all honesty. I think it's mm. quite bizarre. I think if a club's losing a key value like um. Let's say Essendon did. They lost Danaher. I can understand, but like what Essendon got pick seven, that's still quite a lot. I mean, that's it's quite big. And um, yeah, I, th- I think I don't know. I just don't really like how the compensation things work. You know, we, we you look at the the American sporting leagues like the NBA, the NFL, stuff like that. When when a free agent moves, there's nothing about you know compensation. Um, and I understand that these players that the compensation must uh, Kirillos, I think you said that they must be restricted. Well, actually saying that they are unrestricted. So, um, yeah, I think mm. oh, I think the compensation picture would just be wiped out altogether. Yeah, it's, a, it's Look, an inter- I, interesting. I think it's a tough it's a tough um, approach. Like. For example, you could have a player like um, Martin Gleeson, who, who's uncontracted with the Bombers right now, and he's a free agent, essentially. He can leave, and, and we've we barely lost anything if he leaves. As a matter yeah. of fact, we'd probably gain more if he leaves. But like a player like Joe Danner, who for a long for a long time was more of our, our backbone in the forward line, it, it, it does begin to then play off as, as what are we going to get in return, because it's... But him being a free agent and, and and deciding to leave and say there was no compo pick, we essentially lose a massive. We now have a massive gap in our in our team, which can't just be filled up by anything. And and not just that, that not that, being that's that's the point of free agency. Players that are free agents when their contract expires, 
You have the option of staying. You have the option of going. That's not up to the team, unfortunately. That's up to the player. So well, essentially that's why player- I, I don't understand the point of compensation picks. You know, you look at you look at trades that are gonna occur, the big ones, like let's say the Trudlaw deal happens. Well, a pick's gonna come back to Collingwood probably, and that's that's where I understand where picks can be switched around. I don't understand compensation picks. You know, you look at um, Essendon getting pick seven because of Danaher and Greater Western Sydney getting pick 10 for Zach Williams, which was absolute crap. But those two things happen, and then the teams, every other team gets pushed back. So it gets pushed back twice. So I'm sorry to bring it back to Collingwood again, but we had pick 12, looked like we're in a good position, and now we've suddenly been pushed back pick 14 to pick 14 because, what, two free agents decide to leave? That's and, not... And that's, that's not to say... Crap. That's not to say yeah. Brad Crouch won't probably get a big deal as well. Well, it was rumoured that yeah. Adelaide won't um, pick two as that's combo. A bit, that's a bit ridiculous, honestly. Which, based off his, like, his ability and, and the fact that he could have Plus, the, uh, the, Girl, that's kind of you. Sorry, boys. So based off um, his ability and his age, including uh, the contract St. Kilda might offer him, he could actually lure in that pick two that they're after, therefore pushing back everybody's pick, one pick back. So instead of Essendon having six and seven and potentially eight, they might have six, they might have seven, eight, nine, which then pushes everybody else back as well. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't well, help anyone. But... Yeah. Let's go back on um, about Rory Atkins. Do we think that this is a good move for him? Um, do we think it's a good move for the Suns? What do you make of it, Christian? Um, yeah, I think it's a decent move. Um, I still think Gold Coast could use with another more um, probably a star recruit coming over. Someone in that middle age, like 25, 26. But it, nonetheless, it's still a decent first move. I'm sure they'll engage in some more uh, talks with yep. other star players. I think, yeah, if they can lure another key midfielder, that can help them out. But, yeah, uh, I think it's a fair move. I think yeah. with this, I think with this, it uh, really gives... Um, Gold Coast a bit more age to play around with because if you look at their midfield, like if you look at their their side at the moment, most of their elite players are players who are up and coming, who are who are coming into who have either been drafted in the past two years or are players who have moved there that are that aren't that aren't that old either way. They're like I don't think they've got many players over the age of 27 or 28. So them getting Rory Atkins who's been 26 and who's a midfielder adds that age to that side, which then gives them a bit more of of experience and adds some some extra class to that midfield which which is something that although they're not really lacking but it's something that gives them an extra boost in which could help them in their in their push for a top eight finish next year yeah uh, I, agree. I think it's a good move both for Atkins I mean he's 26 year eight 26 years of age and still got quite a lot of footy ahead of him um obviously out of favor this year with the crows and their best 22 but he also had injuries. I think it's a good move for him and for the Suns. He'll probably play on the wing. Um, and then, you know, Brandon Ellis can move sort of down to that half back flank type role because they have got, you know, Harbrell who's not getting any younger. So 
Yeah, good move for both parties here. Um, yeah, definitely. We'll just get on to the next one. This one caused a bit of controversy, certainly amongst um, the Hawks fans. Um, they they took to social media and they were very, very, very salty. Um, look, they should just back off about Isaac Smith joining the Cats. Seriously, he won three premierships with you. Your club's not going in a good direction at all right now. So let him go. He wants yeah. to chase another flag. Geelong yeah. is a go-to club. I don't know how they have all this money, but anyway. Yeah. Um, That's, yeah. Leave him alone. Right. He wants to go there. So that deal got done. Um, that was a second deal that got done on Friday. And Hawthorne received pick 42, which is in the third round. I think... Well, that's very, very strange because Isaac Smith is a much better player than Rory Atkins. Agreed, yeah. Um, yeah, what do you again, make boys, of the deal? Again, boys, like I said, it's 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 also on the age as well. Like Isaac Smith is, isn't is any younger than, than Atkins. Yeah, but the, the value... The, the value, quality. The quality of the player. Isaac Smith what they're getting. is a yeah. much better footballer. Yeah. I, I, I understand I, what you're saying, Carlos. Yeah, the age, but yeah. when you look, look at that, that, you that is that is fair to say. That is fair to say. But also, what has Geelong offered him that would push him higher up? See, like I said, the comp the compensation pick is based of their age plus what the what the team that's giving him a contract is offering them. So, for example, if he managed to pull off a one year deal for maybe three hundred thousand, let's just theoretically say that's not enough to now, now give him give. Uh, Hawthorne, uh, pick two, a round two pick, sort of, for example. Yeah. So it's based off it's based off how old he is, plus the contract that the opposition club is is giving. And and off his age, I don't think he, once they reach the 30, 30 year mark, a lot of clubs are a bit more hesitant to offer players a three four year contract because that means if they do that, they're now paying off a player who decides to retire after two years and they've got a four year deal, they have to pay him out straight away. Yeah. So yeah. I think. I think Geelong played it smart and didn't take, didn't offer him a big contract, but offered him an ability, an opportunity to win a fourth premiership. Yeah, and I, th- I think it's a yeah. great move for him. He's 31, 31 years of age, gets to go down to the Cattery for a couple of years. Um, I once said, uh, said once when I was younger, um, the two best wingmen in the league at I can't remember when this was, but at the time, I think it was roughly around when Hawthorne were winning flags, um, was Isaac Smith and Mitch Duncan. Now they get to play with each other, so I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Um, but he comes in, adds that you know, bit of experience. Um, great move I think, for him and for the Cats. So I give that an A+. Yeah, that's a win. Do you know that's, what, though? That's, that's I, good. That's a very me, good move. Very. Me, I think it's a, bit dan- it's a bit of a dangerous move for both parties because... Of course you're opposed to it. No, no, no. The re- the reason being is that we're we're looking at we're looking at a at a club who's who's very well in a way a bit old because a lot of their players have have for example Harry Taylor had been around for how long before he'd retired? Gary Ablett just retired. Dangerfield isn't getting any younger, and neither Dangerfield, is Dangerfield. Neither is Tom Hawkins. Dangerfield's so got plenty of time left. Yeah, no, Tom but, Hawkins is aging, but but, but they're going to probably end up with Cameron. But 
Of course, what I'm saying is that these players that, that we're talking, them bringing out, bringing in Isaac Smith could actually hurt them more than actually give him any gain and could hurt him more than give him gain because now we're looking at a 31-year-old joining a club where their club, their their age is maybe higher, the higher end of 28, 29, their their average age, which is which could essentially be not, which could essentially be bad for them because it could slow them down. Yep. And we saw that in the grand final, like a lot of their players were a lot slower than the Richmond players who are, who are a lot younger and have that ability to move a, a, a lot more agile. And that's 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 why I think Geelong's move to get an older player, it could work for them, but it could also hurt them if, yep. if it's not taken with caution. So what would you yeah. give that? If you had to give a grade for that trade, what would you give it? I'd give that a D, in my opinion. Oh. It's, 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 what would it's, you give it, Christian? I'd give it an A, at least. Well, what, would you, what would you guys give the Rory Atkins one? Mm, uh, probably give it a C. Yeah, I'm giving it a B. See, I'm I'm opposed to that one, Christian. I'm more for a B for that one. I think that's a great move for for Atkins, and it's also a great move for Gold Coast to add that aging as well. Yeah, I just think you've got to give a bit more respect to that Smith that Smith move because Geelong didn't really have to give well, that look, much up look, for him. So in in good. sense of not losing anything, in sense of Geelong not losing anything, it's the the deal is the deal is a is B, C, C at least. But my, the reason why I'm saying D is because they're an aging side and they're, they're not getting any – a lot of the players are not getting any younger and a lot of them have decided to stay. So essentially they're really going at, at a position where they have to win a flag in one or two more years or else they're just going to go downhill from there being an, being an old club. Well, yeah, you've got, got a point. You've got yeah. a point, but they do have a lot of emerging young talent. Yeah. I mean, Ryan Myers coming through. If they can hold on to Parfit, I know GWS will ask for him. Um. They've got a lot of young talent coming yeah, through, mate. I'm so. Clark and Clark. Yeah. I'm not saying that yeah. they don't have yeah. a, young, a young set of legs, but what I'm saying is that their main players... Clark will are, probably leave. But ...are their older maybe, players, which yeah. are affecting... which could essentially affect their, their performance in three years' in three years time. Yeah. Which is that that move to get Isaac Smith, who could potentially only have three years left in him, if he's if he's not at the top... If they're not at the top of their game then, he's essentially moved... For, for no reason, because Hawthorne would have been in the same position that they're in in three years anyway. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Let's move on to the next one. Kirillos, Joe Danaher joins the Brisbane Lions as a restricted free agent. Awesome for Joe. Awesome for the Lions. Essendon receives pick number seven. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, again, compensation. Don't like it. Um, mm. Kirillos. We'll let you start with it. What, what what do you reckon of this trade? Good, bad? How does this fit? Besides Essendon, don't worry about Essendon. I want to know how you feel. As a Joe Danaher in Brisbane. I think Joe Danaher would fit very well into Brisbane. And based off what, what the research has said about Brisbane's medical staff is that their ability to rebuild an injured player is, is the top in the AFL. It's the best in the AFL. And then bringing in Danaher also suits... Suits a player like Hipwood, who can now move up the ground and play more as that more as that centre half forward, who can now help out the back line when necessary, and also playing that forward line that, that that gives him that option, rather than sticking sticking him into full forward. It's also an ability for now Cameron to play around Danaher rather than to be a floating forward that's that's now trying to fight for his own ball. Now Danaher is now more roving Danaher in that forward situation, that gives that ability that ability to uh to for him to get that ground ball a lot better. 
Based off Ruckman's, I know that Danaher, for me, I, I said this once, is that if Bombers moved him into the Ruck, he'd have a better game. And they decided in that last quarter to move him the ruck, into the Ruck, and he had three touches for, the, for three quarters, but for the rest of the game, he had he piled on another nine touches. So I think, for me, that adds that extra Ruckman that they could need. I know Stefan Martin's leaving, but although that might not hinder them in the in the long run, he can also be that backup third Ruckman if they play two Ruckmans anyway, that backup third Ruckman in the fourth line, which I think for me, it works really well for Brisbane. I think in the sense for the Bombers, getting pick seven in return is, is a great thing for the Bombers because at the end of the day, Bombers are going after Dunkley as well, who is or who's, who has two years on his contract, which uh, if Brisbane, if Western Bulldogs are willing to give him up, they're going to be asking for a lot more than than what we could potentially give. So I yep. think uh, receiving if, if receiving that pick seven really helps the Bombers, but also there are a few players in our academy who, as a club, they should they should go after. There is a player in our academy who is a in the Essendon academy who is a tall forward who replaces that that hole left by Joe Danaher, which uh, could be something Bombers are interested in. Which I think if they're unable to get Dunkley. Their, their next move is to enter the draft and pick up a few players that will will help them will help them in the long run. So I think essentially both clubs have won in this trade in this well not trade but in this in this deal. One club gets fresh legs, gets a pair of uh, fresh legs potentially in the draft, and one play, one club gets a very experienced full forward who in the top of his game in the top of his game is a common common medalist, a potential common medalist. Yep, well said. Yeah. Um, Christian, what do you reckon of this trade? Uh, yeah. Or this deal, sorry, not a trade. This deal, yeah. Um, I think it's a good move for Brisbane. It helps give them more stability. Um, instead of, I'm not sure, but what they'll do with McStay, but yeah, it definitely gives Hipwood uh, a bit more support. Yep. Um, I think it's a good move for Brisbane. As for Essendon, I think Big Seven's pretty good for them yeah. to go with two top 10 picks if they don't if they don't yeah that's if they don't use that for dunkley or whatever but yeah but yeah they probably well, that's, yeah it doesn't look as bad as yeah. probably what we all thought it would be I let's think, just uh, say let's yeah. just say for a for a player only played a maximum of 15 games in three years pick seven is is very very helpful and and in a in a way a bit undeserved but I'll, I'll take it for for any for anything honestly at this point the where the club's at. Yep. All right. Um. Yeah. It was it was a good good deal I think for Joe. Um. Obviously he needed a fresh start and finally got it. The the bombers sort of held him hostage after last trade period. He wanted out and what's his name? The door or uh, idiot. Um. <laughs> Bloody made him stay. Um, that's been unfair. But, yeah, no, nah, great move. Good move for the Lions. Their forward line is immense. Um, you know, you got you can have McCluggage playing through there, but you've got Hipwood, Danaher now, and then you've got Rayner, Cameron, and small forwards. It's dangerous. Wouldn't want to match up against them. And then I, I think McStay yeah. will, will uh, stay in that forward line. I'll probably well, play don't, tall. Don't forget, play three, don't forget. Three, three tall. Yeah, still I think they has, might. Yeah. Rainer still has age on him, which could have set, could potentially move him into the forward line another couple more years. So that, uh, well, the yes, midfield he is in the couple. forward line, actually. I mean, I mean midfield. I oh, confuse right. my positions. We'll move him into the midfield in a few years. So it'll be good to see 
see uh, an extra. Well, it's good to see um, Danaher move up there, in my opinion. Yep. All right, let's get yeah. on to the next one. Oh, well, what did you make of it? Give it a give it a grade. Grade. Um, For me, that's an A plus. Yeah. Yeah. Based off what both clubs received, it's oh, an A plus for me. I'm not talking about Essen. I'm talking about Brisbane. And for Dan. Brisbane's, yeah. <laughs> well, for Brisbane's sake, it's an A plus. For Essendon's sake, it's also an A plus because that pick seven. Yeah. Yep. Right. It's At the end of the day, though, it's what you get plus how you use it. So, yep. yeah. Um, so, there you go. Tell you what, GWS will be over the moon that they have received (laughs) for Zach Williams. Now, this is such a dumb deal. (laughs) Tell me about it. This is so stupid. Zach Williams is going to receive 900K. He is not worth 900K. He is lucky to be worth 500K. Yeah, you could argue the five to six hundred. Five max. to six hundred. We'll, we'll put in yeah. that that bracket. But nine hundred. Carlton's off chops. <laughs> they're done. They're, oh, oh. You know Look, what? It's music to my ears because not only are they a crap football side, but they're running to salary cap problems soon. I reckon. So. Oh, 100 percent. Because they're now looking at at getting yeah. Saad, who, who in in that aspect, Saad's probably Christian, Saad Christian, in my Christian, opinion. Christian, Christian. Yeah, that back to Essendon. Yeah. Well, because yeah. that's one of the deals that they're trying to go for. You nah, he's, he's got a point. He's got a point. Bring it back to a club where bring it back to my club for the sense that one of the players that that plays in my club is a player that wants to leave and go to a club that we're talking about. <laughs> I think for me, like it, you're right. They are going to run into salary cap issues because they're now going after a player from the the Bombers who is, in my opinion, a lot better than Zach. Zach Williams, who's worth a lot more, and given that, given his position, he he should be he should be offered something near that nine hundred thousand dollar mark if they if they would offer it to him. Who? Yeah, hundred percent. No, yeah, 100%. no uh, way. No. If Zach Williams, no if Zach Williams, uh, if Zach Williams is worth draw the line. No, sorry, <laughs> look, if Zach Williams is worth nine hundred thousand, then you're telling me Sard's not worth as much as Williams. No way. That's a joke. No, that's not. a joke. No, he's not. I'm no. sorry. That's. That's I'll a joke. You, I'll tell you Sard's price. You want to know Sard's price? Go on. 450k. Interesting. That's an interesting price you're giving to a player <laughs> who moved from Gold Coast. Sorry. So I'm just getting a bit heated because for me this like Sard Sard is a is an is an elite of the game. He's, <laughs> he's coming off. He's a running half back. He's a running half back who I can think of ten running half backs better than him. Go on. Name name me ten. Jack Chris, Brayden Maynard. Darcy Byrne Jones. There's a heat. The list would go on, Kirillos. You, did, you didn't name me 10. You said you <laughs> can name 10. Name you it's, it's, it's you haven't vigorous, named me 10. You it's said there is speech. It's a no, vigorous no, speech. No, no, All right. Zach Williams is better than him. That's, He's a running halfback. I, I believe that's an overstatement. I, Adam Saad is just, was just. You don't think back. that Zach Williams is better than Adam Saad? Well, no, I don't. You're I think they, oh, they're, no. they're maybe they equal. They may, be, they may be equal. They may be equal, but I don't think that they're uh, that they're the, that one is worth more than the other. I reckon, Christian. Because, I, yeah. Sorry, Christian. No, that's all right. I I think Zach Williams is is better than Adam Saad, but I don't think the gap between them getting paid should be as significant as it is. Um, yeah. So it's probably like five fifty to six, maybe, maybe. Uh, Zach Williams, I wouldn't say he's 
not even barely a, a six fifty at best. Um, but I don't know. It's it. I got a bit of an issue with Carlton. Like I, I'm a Collingwood fan, so them giving that money, we're we're wrapped about that. But if you're giving that sort of money to your to your running wing backs, then I think you've got a bit of a problem. Yes, I agree. Do you know what? I'm honestly. I can so... think of more players, Kirillus. You know what? I can actually think of more. Shane Go Edwards. Go on. Shane Edwards is one. Basher Hooley, two. Batcher Hawley is not sorry. Oh Batcher Hawley in his prime. Batcher Hawley in his prime. Yes. Tom Stewart. Batcher Hawley now is not. No, sorry. Oh my. If God. we're talking currently, Batcher Hawley is not better than Adam Sardin. We're talking way better than him. If we're talking based off his prime, and mind you, Sard hasn't hit his prime yet. If we're talking based off his prime, then yes, Batcher Hawley is better. But if we're talking currently, what's what 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 we've experienced in the past 12 months. Thatcher Hooley is, is no, not as good as Adam Sardin. I'm replacing with Liam Baker. I'll take that. I'll take that. But look, hey, Jared Geary's better than him off the half-back line. Let me, <laughs> let me just say something real quick. I'm surprised that... No, I'm joking. Able, that was a joke. But yeah, that was a bit fun. I can su- think of there's, there's a lot better half-back flanks than Adam Sardin. That's, that, that, that's, that's it. That could earn more money than what you're saying. That is ridiculous that you're saying Adam Saad can be worth nine hundred thousand. Yeah, that, the, the reason why the reason why I say that is because if we look at a half back, he's running half back. He's he's got the legs. He's one of the fastest. What half back is worth nine hundred thousand? There's well, no one in the comp. No one in the competition that is a half back that's a half be back, worth nine hundred thousand. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay, no, but, but no one. look at Zach Williams who just look at Zach Williams. He's worth. But that that's what we're saying. We're saying he shouldn't have got that. He, he's oh, he's massively overpaid. That's well, boys, yeah, just just sure. quickly away from this uh, away from Sard and Williams and what they're worth. How could Carlton refuse giving Dugowie a a million a million a year? But then turn around and give Zach Williams nine hundred a year. Yeah, I, I it think doesn't make sense. So. It doesn't make sense, but I think it just goes down to the fact that you know Dugowie, in my opinion, still hasn't really established himself. Yeah, we've shown a lot, and Williams, Williams, he's a good player, but he's not worth nine hundred thousand. No, no way. But Look, he's shown what he can do. There are clubs giving out. Ample amount of money to players who might not deserve that that extent of money, if you know what what I'm trying to say. Just to get him over the line. Yeah, it's but, more just it's more them just trying to bring him into the club. But then you don't know what happens behind doors. Like I remember when um, when Richmond was getting Tom Lynch, I heard a story about this that Tom Lynch wasn't wasn't given a an overly big contract, but was given a house that was as an incentive to move to the club. Was that Richmond that was offering that? Or was that Collingwood that was offering that? I'm not sure it was Richmond because I, I've heard from someone, I'm not too sure how long ago this was, but I've heard from someone that they actually bought out their friend's house, their friend's holiday house, so they can give it to, give it to Tom Lynch. So to lure him in, you know? Yes. It was that, that incentive, and that him coming should have breached salary cap, but essentially he didn't. Yeah. And that's that's what I'm saying is that you don't know what happens behind. They could have offered him in the open. They could have said, okay, you're getting nine hundred thousand a year, but then behind closed doors, you're now looking at a player who could they could say, look, 
we 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 still want to give you this, but we're not going to give it to you as 900. We might do something else. We might buy you a house. We might do something that will be less than less than 900 to sort of push him over the line to keep him there, but not to pay him out that much, you know. But the yeah. fact is, none of that's happening, and he's earning 900 thousand. Yeah, he's yeah. one of the highest paid players in the AFL. Yeah, it's it's quite ridiculous. Um, well, I know <laughs> that we've discussed this, um, but like with the grading system, what sort of grade would you give this deal? What would I give this? Because of the money, I'd give it a big fat F. F. <laughs> I'll give it a a fat F because yeah. of nine hundred thousand. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. That's dumb. It is crazy. Carlos, what would you give it? For this trade, for this steal, I'd yes. give it. For me, I'd give it a C minus. Alright. Look, Christian? it's. Yeah, I mean, it's quite ridiculous. It's. Um, I'd almost give it an, almost an F, but I'll be polite. I'll give a. I'll give it a, a C. Oh, look, boys, based off how good it is for both clubs, one club gets Zach Williams and one club gets pick 10, 100%. Okay, but for, I from a financial point of view... Financial that, point that's, of view, that's, that's, that's shocking. Why would you waste your money on a player like that when you still have to bring in another player and you potential further extensions to the club with other players and even keeping other players? Like, soon Sam Walsh will be asking for his money as well. Uh, you child- have to sign up weedering after yeah. the, um, next year. And there's players like Charlie Kerno too. Yeah. So yeah. I run into a bit of problems. Let's boys, boys, just quickly, yes. I just yes. got a notification from uh, the AFL. They are saying that Adelaide are set to be offered a second-round compensation pick for Brad Crouch, which is at number 23. So their number 22, their number two pick that they were after is now off the table. So for them to get any more for Brad Crouch, they have to they have to match the offer. To be able to push up that uh push up the draft if that's what they're after, with St Kilda. Disgusting. Yeah. We'll see what happens there. We'll see. Let's, let's go on to that final deal that we will talk about. Um, Aiden Core, Irish-born boy. Um, he's from Melbourne though. He does. He grew up in Melbourne. Um, returns home to the Kangaroos and Greater Western Sydney get his compensation. Pick number thirty. I, I don't really I, like. It's all right, deal. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I feel it's pretty straightforward. North I think Melbourne. Out of, I think yeah. out of all of them, it's a pretty boring deal. Like, it is very. Yeah, boring. it is. Aiden, Aiden yes. Core goes to a pretty boring club, and and, and Aiden Core is pretty boring. And GWS get pick pick thirty, which is what he's worth, and it's not like. No, he's, he's not. You don't think he's worth pick pick thirty? No, this what, is where what, this is where they should if got this compensation really. Is a thing. This is where he should be getting pick forty, pick fifty, something around I that. Agree. I agree. This is where this this is where Isaac Smith gets pick thirty. Rory Atkins gets to forty two, yeah. and then Aiden Core is between forty and fifty. But then again, what has what has North Melbourne offered him? I think he's. So, on- what's that got to do with it? Because, I think like I said, it's the contract and his age but is is what the compensation pick turns out to be. But this isn't a compensation pick per se. This is some of these deals are actual through getting um, picks transferred through the club. 
But, but see, that's what I don't understand. A player leaves for free agency, and I said this before, but a player leaves because they're a free agent. Why do we need to offer them compensation picks? What's the point? Well, every player that moves, oh, you get a pick, you get a pick, you get a pick. That's ridiculous. Yeah. It really has to leave. Like, I only think the only exception is when a club has, like, been severely... Uh, damaged. Yeah, damaged or yes. overburdened that they should receive that compensation yes. pick. Not not if there's just, like, a mediocre sort of player. Yeah, exactly. So that's, yeah. that's in the likes of, that's in the likes of a, a club like North Melbourne, who at the moment are in circumstances where their club is looking at, at potentially maybe five years could fold if they're not brought out of the ground. Yeah. I, I think mean, they'll fold, but oh, look, folding is an overstatement. But like, that's that's what we that's like. Theoretically, they could fold if they're not, if nothing is nothing happens. That could potentially, like, this could be a situation where two clubs might have to merge for them to continue to play. Like yeah. what happened with Fitzroy and Brisbane, where they yeah. the two clubs decided to merge to keep both clubs alive. Yeah. All right. Well, what would you grade this deal, Carolos? Just for how boring it is, I'm going to give it a C. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So yeah, I'll give it a C as well then. Um, just before we wrap up, we'll uh just quickly go over a couple of deals that should be announced the next couple of days. So the first one, so this Brody Mycheck, he knocks back Fremantle, he stays at the Pies for three more years. Um, the next one is um, Dunkley could get to. The Bombers during the trade period. Uh, there's talk that he wants to go there, and as reported by good man Tom Brown, um, he get there. Oh, something's going on in the background. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the other Sorry one. Sorry about that, lads. Oh, that's all right. That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> No, I've lost my train of thought. Um, and the other one, obviously, Brad Crouch, you should get to the Saints. Um, yeah. That'll happen one way or the other. Um, Jeremy Cameron, actually, what do we make of that? He was he, The paperwork was lodged for him to get to Geelong, and GWS matched the offer. Yeah. Um, do you reckon he still gets to Geelong? He'll get I, to Geelong. I think so, yeah. Geelong, yeah. Have, enough, Geelong have enough to, to remove from the club without hindering the ability of the club to be able to bring in Jeremy Cameron. I think to pick up Jeremy Cameron, it's not – it's going it's, – they'll do – they'll throw what they can at him, and they will yep. at, GW, right. at GWS. Look, I think their main priority, though, is to keep Parfit while also gaining, um, gaining Cameron, but – for now, I think uh, the he's, he'll end up at Geelong. There's yep. there's all all the signs say it. Geelong have put out and said, well, they haven't really said that they're willing to trade or anything like that. But they but you know that they they're, they're going to fight for him. Yep. All right. Well, that'll just about wrap us up. Um, boys, been great talking to you this evening. Um, also, I just want to say a huge thank you to everyone that did join us in our live video for the Brownlow. Um, it's definitely a bit strange, something different, um, but we did have a lot of fun going live on Facebook for you guys. Um, we did end up getting, I think it was 1.1K views all up, so pretty happy with that, um, seeing that we are very new to this whole podcast thing. But, um, yeah, really happy with that, and we'll probably bring you some more live videos 
in the near future. Um, boys, have a good one. We'll talk again this week about any other trades that have happened. Good talking this evening. See you, lads.